The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to episode 19 of Rip and Rock. A lot going on in this one, including the O's. As we're recording this, the hottest team in baseball, first team to 90 wins in the American League. This team's on a seven-game win streak. People, it's Sunday in the AM. We're not doing this Sunday in the PM right now. So they still got to wrap up that series with the Red Sox, but this team is scorching at the right time, I feel like. This is good. Month of September, Rip. Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I right? Am I wrong? This is good. This is good. Well, hey, I mean, the fact that here we are, everything's in front of Baltimore. And, and if you look at the title of this uh, episode, birds continue to fly high away from home. Things are looking good. Job's not done. But man, you got to be happy if you're a Baltimore Oriole fan. Job's not finished, as the late, great Kobe Bryant would say. One of my Amen. favorite of all time. Your guy. Fuji, every time we talk about him, you light up because, I mean, you love the guy. You've been ride or die since day one, since they got him. Whenever he seems to have a not-so-great outing, he bounces back with a with a solid one and kind of bounced back with two really good ones. So you're all smiles. That's good. You're happy. I haven't even had my coffee yet, but, like, good for you, I guess. And great for Fuji. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we're going to get through the rest of this rundown here in a second. To give you guys context, because we like to be transparent, we're running around today, and we talked about it. We're going to have days like this where, you know, Rocco and I are going to see each other for a blink later on. Um, but it's crazy. It's crossover time here with um, with football season and baseball season. And, and, hey, we're all on the O's train. Just the reality of how the sports world works Things get a little bit nutty, and if you could see Rock's face right now, you would understand. Uh, but we're getting it in. Don't worry. Um, and uh, yeah, Rock, you've seen, you've looked better. I, I've looked better too, but I have my coffee oh. with me. Yeah, I'm not in a suit. I'm in a t-shirt and a hat right now. So recording this in a nice, comfortable location, aka. <laughs> 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 I got the computer. It's like, dude, it's like how Zoom meetings were. Like when you didn't have to go to work, when you were working from home, you could just sit wherever. Like I could have shorts on right now. No one would even know. But man, you, you could sports. not have shorts on. You know what? We're ah, not going to go there. Hey, 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 this is a PG podcast. We're not talking about that. I didn't, hey, you, you, you could be wearing pants instead I of shorts, man. Rocking sweats, yeah. t shirt, a hat. And I'm just lounging right now while we record this. So I hope it Perfect. Sound terrible, but it's good stuff. All right, continuing on. We tend to get off track, but we're going to try to keep it on the tracks right now. What's going on with Jack Flaherty? It's a big question right now. The big name the O's acquired at the trade deadline, he has just not been good his last, I guess, four, five starts, I want to say. I'll have to look back at the numbers as we talk about him, but he, he has been not great. Not what the O's expected, I'm sure. And you brought up the point. You you wonder if there's an injury or just something wrong. Does that worry you heading into September? John Means, through a bullpen session, that's big. Because his timeline to get back was early September. I wouldn't say it's early September now, late August, early September. But it's getting into mid-September. And the O's could really use John Means. Bringing him back would be huge. Jackson Holiday just continues to move up those minor league ranks. The dude is 19 years old, and he is now in AAA with the Norfolk Tides. 
Shout out to Jackson yeah. Holiday. I mean, that kid is special, and he's going to be fun to watch when he gets to Camden Yards next season because it's going to happen. Lock it in. Rips tips. No clue what it's going to be, as usual. You know, you do. Only you know. I don't. Never do. And that's, Never all, that's all that matters. And, you know, no, you know, no, it doesn't. It does not. That's no. We're not going there. Last but oh, not we're least. We're going there. You know what? Last but not least. Put the mute button on you. We're going to preview this massive, massive, massive four-game series with the Rays. As we record this podcast, the O's are four games up in the AL East for first place. That is huge. They need to gain as much ground on the Rays as, or you know, increase that lead as much as possible. The Rays want to gain as much ground as they can on the O's. The O's are trying not to let that happen before they take on the Rays in this series. They need to make it so when they play the Rays, this series is meaningless. It's going to be meaningful in some way, shape, or form. But in a swing, when it's going from second to first, the O's want to make sure that can't happen, even if the Rays do sweep them, which they won't. I can guarantee you that. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, it's an exciting time. And not saying you got to play the team in front of you. So as we record this, they're playing Boston tonight in St. Louis. We'll get into. But, man, we'd be naive to say especially now because you don't have to be involved with it as a player, the fans, we can look at it and go, man, that Tampa Bay series, it's finally about to be here. And boy, could that be the most exciting, nerve-wracking, stressful time for Orioles fans. We'll jump into that as we move through the episode. Um, Should we go back to the top? Anything else we want to touch on there? Oh, man, let's go back to the top because it's, this is big. Just a grinded out win on Saturday night for the O's. And it shouldn't have really came down to it, but it happened. They took a 13-10 lead into the bottom half of the ninth. Yenier Cano comes on to pitch. Bases get loaded. Trevor Story doubles, brings in a run. And then Abreu singles, brings in another run, ended up being 13-12. The O's got out of the inning, got out of the game, and they won their seventh straight. No matter how they win, it's, it's not about how. My friend likes to say this. He stole it from a coach, I'm sure. But it's not about how, it's not how many. Like, it's not about how you do it. It's about how many times you win. And the O's found another time they won. It was in Boston, in Fenway. I went to the game on Friday night. Yeah, very t- yeah. you know what? Hey, we finish what you're saying, but the fact that you haven't told us about your Fenway experience is a little bit offensive. It's not offensive. It was it was a good time. We got some cheap seats, like fifty dollars a ticket. Um, I was getting made fun of on Twitter because good. It was like you can't see the players without binoculars. It was the ghost of Dr. Malcolm Crow just roasting me as usual. That's Mark. Yes. So, Mark, I didn't appreciate your not-so-kind words to me about my cheap seats, but you know what, Mark? I had a, I had a good time at the game. No, he was, he was, it was all in good fun. But it was really cool to see Fenway for the first time. My first experience there for a baseball game. My dad, former football official, actually ref the Harvard-Yale game few years back. So I got to go to that. That was a really cool experience, but that was for football. So it's different kind of atmosphere, obviously not a packed. It was, it was a really good crowd. I don't know if it was a sellout or not for that game. It usually is, but for, for Fenway to be there for the first time to walk in places packed Orioles fans are there. You could see orange down the third baseline behind the dugout. And just to be in that stadium, the history that's been there, how long it's been standing. Just to see it and to be able to sit in one of those seats was really cool. And of course, Theo's got to win. Never a doubt. Adley hit a little little home home run down uh, down the pesky pole, inside pesky pole. So that was awesome. And my alarm's going off right now. So that's just, you know, adding to the podcast. Let me make sure I turn all those off. Yeah, you know, well, also this was, you know, I did have concern that you wouldn't wake up today. Um, Well, I actually woke up to my second alarm at nine o'clock. So as we're recording this, it was, I woke up, got the text from you. You weren't blowing up my phone because if you were, I would have felt really bad. 
But I woke up at nine on the dot, turned over, grabbed my computer, and uh, here we are. Yeah. Well, you know what? And that's the way the cookie crumbles. So we learned a lot of things today. Uh, you set multiple alarms like me. You yep. enjoyed your time at Fenway Park, and the Orioles got two wins in the series in two very different games. Uh, and you know what? No complaints about how any of what I just said is going about because that's life, and you never know what's going to happen. So, Rock, I want you brought up with all the circumstances. The game on Friday was definitely more enjoyable, probably for O's fans. It sounds like you had a pleasant night. Saturday, everyone was stressing out, but there's never a doubt. I think, and maybe I know your buddy was saying, or you said your buddy was t took stole a line from the coach. I tweeted out the other day or last night of saying, you know. How you win games doesn't matter. You just got to win. And the O's found a way to win again. Keyword again. And it and this is what's made the Orioles team so special is that I believe I just saw a stat. I think Sarah Langs uh, tweeted it, that the Orioles are the first team since, goodness gracious, I got to find it, to give up 23 hits in a game and still win. So, look... I, they're just finding different ways to reset the history books. They're not getting swept yet. They continue to go win on the road at a high clip. And then despite the up and down battle, they find a way to win. And how about James McCann, Rock? The dude well, just... Two home went. dingers. That was awesome. I mean, I don't think people... I hope that people give him the love he deserves because, man, you realize... And if you didn't realize it earlier you understand why the Orioles went and got him. Not just because he, to me, was a good fit for the team, good veteran presence, but the fact that you can plug in a guy to enter your lineup, another catcher that you feel can make an impact offensively but can command the pitching staff. I know last night, everything, it's a different example. But overall, great presence. McCann, just like so many of these Oriole players, has turned out to be kind of one of these underrated Orioles that have made a massive impact for this ball club. Do you remember who the Orioles traded James McCann for? Why don't you refresh my memory? Trivia yeah. question in a few years. Uh, cash considerations. Cash consider. I you know Do you what I was just. Remember who the Orioles traded Ryan O'Hearn for? Mr. Cash. Mr. Cash considerations. And like I joke about all the time, and it's the corniest dad joke in the world, and I just love to say it. I don't care. If you don't laugh, whatever. But I think it's funny, and that's all that matters. Cash Considerations is my favorite baseball player of all time because he's involved in every trade. But, like, look at Cash Considerations. It'd be so funny if someone's last name was Considerations, though, name their kid Cash. I've thought about, oh, getting, a jersey. I've thought about getting a jersey with, like, considerations on the back and just people going like who's who's considerate you know cash consideration <laughs> trade for all the time but yeah oh, it's you like, know cash yeah you know cash my buddy my buddy cash considerations but ryan o'hearn for cash considerations james mccann cash considerations frazier just signed a one-year deal with the orioles they didn't mm -hmm. well, on december 15th but that was just that was just yeah. straight cash yeah, but like that was just straight cash. There wasn't considerations there. They just said, take the cash, not the considerations. We're going to give it up. But those guys like Elias is just finding ways to pull off these crazy trades for guys that have helped the team out. A guy you traded for, you didn't, you didn't give up a prospect. You didn't have to give up a, a big name or even a small name player. You didn't have to give up anybody in your system. You're just given, okay, we'll consider giving you cash as if James McCann pans out. The guy hit two home runs against an AL East division rival September 9th, late in the season. He's not doing that on opening day and teetering off. Like Guys are stepping up in big ways, different guys every night as the O's continue to find ways to win. Kyle Bradish on Friday, I mean, he's he's been phenomenal, and he should be in consideration for Cy Young. He's probably not going to win it. That's, you know, it is what it is, but... To be the best pitcher on the best team in the AL and a team that could be the best team in all of Major League Baseball by week's end, the way, the way they're playing right now, they're only two games away, you know, two games back of the Braves for that overall best record in baseball. First team in the AL 
to, to 90 wins and on a seven-game win streak. So this team is hot right now. People each and every day just finding ways to step up, and that's what it's going to take to win ball games. Because starting pitching, we'll get into that. It's been better. It's been better since the seasons began. But there are some question marks. And if starting pitching for some reason, for some way, shape, or form cannot carry you, you're going to need your bats to step up. And that's what the O's are getting. To put up 13 runs at Fenway against the Boston Red Sox, that's something special. Yeah, I mean, and people, the Red Sox are definitely a team that if you're going to categorize them one another, they're going to hit. They they're going to hit better than they're going to pitch. That's kind of been. We saw that the first series in Fenway, right? They're going to battle, and they're going to battle, especially in Boston. Um, you just can't you can't emphasize enough how important it is for the Orioles just to win in so many different ways because it, there's really no circumstance then that this team is sitting there saying they haven't gone through. And Sarah Langs, I looked up the tweet. Sarah Langs tweeted out the teams that have won a nine-inning game, nine-inning game since 1901 when giving up 23 or more hits. There's three other teams, sorry, four other teams on that list, and none of them have come since 1930. And that was the Cardinals. So, again, the Orioles are finding different ways to get back into these certain groups and lists. And you're right. The the pitching we we can we're going to dive into that. But the Orioles it's been such a blessing for them to to figure out how to just go through any game, any situation and not blink. You get a lead, a team comes back, don't blink. You give up a lead, you come back, don't blink. It's a close game, one run game. You got to close it out. Don't blink. All that stuff matters. And that's a huge, massive reason this team is 48 and 25 as we're recording this away from Camden Yards. They started this road trip, Rock, losing the first game. And you brought up that they've won seven in a row. So if we do the math here, I'll carry the one. The Orioles are seven and one on this road trip, right? They're seven and one. So yet again, this team is going and figuring out how to win games and take care of games and series that they should. Hence the reason why they are the first team in the American League so far to reach 90 weeks, and we still got about three weeks left of the season. Yeah, and to sweep the Angels is, that's, you know, it is what it is. The Angels could be good. They could be bad. They're, they're, the Angels are like a seesaw of a baseball team. Sometimes they can they can look like they're actually great, and put a formidable roster out there and be good. And other times they're like, they're hot garbage. So yeah, right, right now it's definitely more towards the garbage part when they're a hot garbage team, but that's to continue that streak into Boston and to potentially sweep the Red Sox. I don't know if they're going to or not, but all signs point to they are because the Red Sox, the game to win was yesterday. They could very well go out and beat the Orioles today. And that's okay for the Orioles. They won. Eight of their last 10, seven in a row, that's that's huge. Especially in these months right now, September, the last month of regular season baseball, that's what you're going to want. And Rip, we talked about it last week on last week's episode. I was like, are, are you concerned that the O's haven't slumped because you want teams to get hot at the right time? I I, I hope they're not getting hot too early. And that is my that is my genuine, not concern, but hope. If I want this, this, this streak to be snapped, I don't want them to win 15 straight or, or 20 straight or, you know, whatever that number is, and then go into the playoffs on like a big hot winning streak. At this point, I want them to, okay, final week of the season or, you know, after that rate, they, I want them, you know, the race series is going to be a big one, but to get hot at the right time at the end of the month going in to postseason play where it's like, all right, you know, we've won like four or five games. We're hot. We're feeling good. And then, and then rattling off series win after series, win after series win until you get to the world series and then you're good to go. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with, I, I, I completely understand the goal is as a team, right? You want to go out there and win every game, but you're right. There is an added pressure when you get towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That is just the reality of how it works. And we've seen in the past, the Phillies and Padres that were really up and down last year. And they, you know, obviously they played well towards the second half to get into the postseason. 
But how about the Mets? The Mets were the biggest biggest example last year where it felt like they were going to run away with the NL East. And then the and the Mets didn't even play that bad down the stretch. The Braves were just that good. Oh, yeah. But the Mets, you could tell, were losing their identity Why the Padres found it. And then it... Yeah, it and the it, Phillies got hot. That's yeah. the thing. You see it in baseball all the time. You also see it in the NCAA tournament. Shout out to my busted brackets, March Madness. Just rip them up every year. Yep. But you see a team get hot at the right time, and then they carry that momentum in. But a lot of the times, you're not seeing a team win 15, 20 straight. It's like, all right, this team's on a, a seven-game heater going in. They won their conference tournament. They, they rattled off a few wins, and now they're poised, they're confident, and they're hot going in. Yeah. I don't think there's any concern with the O's in general if they do win 15 straight, if they do win 20 straight. I think they can keep winning. That's, that's the thing about this team. But I'm just saying in seasons past, we've seen teams get hot at the right time. I don't know when the right time may be for the O's. Maybe it is now. But wins are tough to come by in the later months of the season. And the O's are doing a good job of putting that to rest with what they're doing. And we'll dive into it more as we get down to that, you know, the final week or going into the postseason because the Orioles are in the postseason. Now, again, we talked about whether it's AL East champs, number one seed or wild card. It's they're they're in the dance, you know. Punch your ticket; they're going. Uh, the 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 thing would be, as we'll talk about, is you know, it's now it's just going series by series. You know, we talked about they win series. We'll we'll get more into that because that's what it's going to come down to. To your point, and we'll see what happens. But at least for now, uh, a thing that I'm very happy about: a couple things. My man Fuji. It's been pitching well, but had you, I know I just told you about this. There is a mass, there might be a bigger Fuji fan than me. And he was out in LA this past week when they played the angels. What? You sure that wasn't you? I wish it was. Apparently this super fans coming to Baltimore and I need people get the word out. If he is, let him know, let him know pickles. I'm doing the pregame show six to seven Monday through Friday. I tell him to meet me there. If I need to, I'll get him tickets. I need to meet this guy. I need to meet my my uh, my counterpart for the Fuji fan club, or my uh, you know my spirit best friend of the Fuji fan club. What your spirit animal? Yeah. Well, I just I feel like we're one the same where we just believe in our guy. And so, what was awesome is that Fuji ended up coming in to close out a game with him there. Which leads me into, I have my daily tweet now, it feels like, Rock, about, hey, I think last night it was, uh, new day, same message, I am still a huge Fuji guy. And, <laughs> I mean, I guys, people out there, I know I'm new to baseball. Uh, you know, I'm trying to learn how it goes. But I think this guy has talent. And I know I'm, I'm joking. I've been around the game for a while Obviously, you're not going to be right, but with everything, but I do feel so bullish on Fuji because of how talented he is. And I wanted people to understand that this guy can completely change your bullpen if he can get his confidence and put everything together and rock. I, I think we're starting to see that, especially over this month of September, actually. Yeah. He's had four outings in September. He's been fantastic. He's thrown uh, four and two thirds, two hits, uh, six strikeouts. And this is my favorite part here. Zero walks. Also to go with zero. That that is what you want to see from a reliever for a guy that could potentially be your closer going forward. Still not knowing what's going on with Felix, assuming that he's going to be out for the remainder of the season, maybe sometime next season as well. That's the worst case scenario, but we still don't know. We still don't know what's going on as the O's continue to monitor that. But we can, you know, one can assume. With Fuji, I'll do you one better, Rip. The last 15 games, 2-0, 4.5 ERA, 4.50 ERA. That was 15 games, two saves, 16 innings pitched, 11 hits, eight earned runs, four walks, 19 strikeouts. Okay, do you want to hear the last seven games? It gets better. I would better. love to. ERA. That was in seven games. Okay. One save, 
Eight and two-thirds innings pitched, seven hits, two earned, zero walks, nine strikeouts. And I'll do you one even better than that. We'll go to his last one, two, three, four. We'll go to four four outings because we're going to take out that August 29th appearance against the White Sox. He gives up two earned. That's not what you want to see from Fuji. That's bad, Fuji. Well, no, 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 no. You say your stat, and I'm going to defend him here. You go ahead. But that was not so good, Fuji, okay? That was, you know what? You relax real quick. You say your thing, and I'm going to tell you why I'm still happy with that. Go ahead. September 1st, no earned. September 5th, no earned. September 6th, no earned. September 9th, no earned. No walks in all those appearances. Six strikeouts combined. One save. The guy is putting this team in positions to win, whether he comes in in a blowout game, whether he comes in in a close game, he's building that confidence. That's what we're seeing. And that's what you want from Shintaro Fujinami. So this is what I want to just point out with the, you know, I understand that White Sox game. And first off, with everyone saying, oh, when you're not pitching in high 10 situations, which he wasn't in that game against the White Sox, it's sometimes it's harder when you know you just got to throw strikes. Right. And just, you know, you're up so many runs. Who cares if you give up a couple? You want it to be flawless, but it doesn't always happen. But again, everyone, if you want to go back because everyone was complaining about his control. And I want to say this very clearly. People were uh, were upset about Fuji's control since August 16th. August 16th. Yes, I'm aware he gave up two earned runs in that outing as well against San Diego. Where are you going with but this? since August, since August 16th, Rock, he has not walked a batter. That's great. So we're That's almost great. a full month later. We're we're it's a, about three weeks, almost four, of him learning how to control his stuff. And for me, if a pitcher gets, I was a, when I pitched it's the same way. I'd rather get when I was younger. In high school, if I got rocked, let me get rocked that you earned it off of me and I'll be mad that I didn't make a good pitch. But if I walk dudes and then they score, I'm even more pissed because that's that's allowing free base runners. That's where big innings happen and things can really get out of control. And that also tenses you up more. What we're seeing with Fuji is that he's finding ways to not put himself in those holes. So even if guys are on base, uh, and they're getting hit. So what? The control part is the biggest thing for him. And we're seeing if he can be around the plate, he can be dominant. And also to rock, doesn't he look like he's just an enjoying himself in Baltimore? Doesn't it look like a guy that finally you can go, I'm, I, I feel like I found the place that fits me. And the guys seem like they're really latching onto him and building chemistry with him. Jordan Westberg posted on his Instagram story after Fuji made the play, like he was running the first to cover. Westy hit him and he hit the bag and he fell. Big tree fall hard. That was like <laughs> Westberg was like athlete at Shintaro Fujinami or whatever his tag is on Instagram. That's cool to see because that's building chemistry in more ways than you know. Like it's a simple, yeah, you might be like, oh, what, what? It's a simple like Instagram tag. That's cool, man. That That's cool to see. Teammates supporting teammates, supporting their guy. They love it. He loves it. And for those of you out there, like, you got to remind yourselves, this is a guy that made his MLB debut this year. He pitched. To, he, he's played 10 years of professional baseball. He made his NPB debut March 13 or 31st, 2013 for the Hanshin Tigers. I think that's how you pronounce it. I. I Hope I'm right, but probably the, not. I, I know I, I I'm trying to be cultured and, you know, say things the right way. And if I didn't, I apologize. That's all I can do is apologize. I, I can do better next time. But this is a guy that made his MLB debut April 1st, 2023 for the A's. He's not even through one full season, Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball is a different animal. These are the best of the best players in the world. These are the best of the best players at the top of their sport. Guys come to Major League Baseball from different leagues because they want to be here and play here and show the world why they're unbelievable at their sport and why they're the best of the best. This is a guy that can only go up from here. I think we're seeing that, and I think there is a lot of potential for Fuji going forward. And your hope, Rip, 
is that he's here in Baltimore for a very long time. He's 29 years old, but as his season, as his you know career continues, I think you are definitely one of the guys at the top of the list that wants to see him in Baltimore for the next like maybe five years. Who knows? Yeah, and last thing to close out this point, you know, and for a guy coming from leaving his home country and you're trying to feel if this is a comfortable place for you to be, that is another factor for players that come over. One is, can you make it? Can you figure it out? And then two, are you comfortable enough then to want to come back? Because it is a very challenging experience for players to leave their home countries and to come play. Yes, we can talk about, oh, it's Major League Baseball. You're going to get a lot of money playing over here. Of course, but there are more things to life than just going to play in your profession. Like you talked about, he played in Japan. And you want to find a place then where you can go, you know what? I love it here. I'm comfortable. We talked about Jorge Lopez last week. He came back to Baltimore. And I do think this, Jorge would agree, this is a place he feels very comfortable with. Your goal now with Shintaro Fujinami, this is a guy that you want to go, you know what? After this season, if I have to make a choice and I have a choice for anything, I want to consider being back in Baltimore because I feel really comfortable here and I could see myself continuing to flourish with my big league career. So whammy. Let's let's whammy and whammy into the next topic. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And while you're talking about comfortability, this is different. Different scales because Fuji's is different because he's coming here from a different country. So that's much bigger than what we're going to talk about. But in a way, maybe it isn't. I don't, I don't know. Jack Flaherty pitched in St. Louis his whole career. He's now in Baltimore, and he just doesn't seem like he is fitting right with this team right now. And I don't know if that's because he's been in St. Louis for so long coming over here. He's just, he's just not meshing. I don't know because I'm not in the clubhouse. I don't know if there's an injury or something like that. You kind of brought that up. Like, is he injured? That's, that's always a thought. If a guy's kind of on, on a downward spiral, Jack Flaherty, since the O's have acquired him, has not been good. I'm going to say it. I, you know, I want to want to root for these guys. I want them to do well. But since his win in his debut with the Orioles, August 3rd at Toronto, he has been terrible. He, he hasn't won a game since. And his ERA has only continued to go up. August 9th, his very next start. Gives up three earned, and then it was kind of that downward spiral. Gives up seven earned August 15th at San Diego. That's his, that's, you know, another loss, back to back losses. Then at Colorado, three earned isn't bad. That's what you, you hope. Three earned runs or less from your starting pitcher gets you to the bullpen. You're good to go. That ended up in a no decision for Flaherty. And then he goes out at Arizona, four earned at Boston, four earned. Three earned's okay once in a while. Three earned every time or more is not not good. So my question to you, Rip, is what is going on with Jack Flaherty? Because if you look at his splits, if you look at what he's done in the last month or two, it, it has not been good pitching. It has not been good baseball. And I think something's going on with Jack Flaherty. 
His ERA in September, it's a nine. His ERA in August was a 6.41. You know, like something's got to give, man. Yeah. So I'll say this. I'm not, again, I don't, if people were going to tell me you really don't like Jack because he's not pitching well and your expectations, that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I completely understand. I'm not going to sugarcoat that he hasn't been at his best outings of recent. I still think if you look at his body of work so far, we're having a different tone. If that Diamondbacks game, he had a couple plays and instances where he got a little bit hosed. And we could, and that's baseball. You can't control it. But that would have gotten him through five innings and he would have given up less than four runs. He probably would have been in that three to two run range, right? And again, that would have put him at four, four of his six starts of going five or more, giving up three or less. And a lot of people would be happy with that. Now, the problem is that he didn't. And the recency bias is that Jack has had his struggles, specifically his last two starts, not getting through the five innings. And when I just talked about it, we'd have a different tune if that Diamondbacks game was different. But let's go back. Three of his last four starts, the Padres won hurt, the Red Sox won, not his best because he's getting deeper. I still think there's something else wrong. I think the injury and the fatigue that was being talked about, definitely there is something there. And you can try to battle through. And he might, you know, at this point of the year, not everyone's 100%, even pitchers. And I am sure he is battling through that still. And on top of this, I think what, what I don't get with, with certain people is that the team's still winning. And people are so critical of a guy on a day-to-day basis. And I even said this, Rock, with Brad, you know, uh, on I had a, uh, the take with the, the trade deadline. Flaherty and Fuji were going to be under more pressure and going to be scrutinized because the Orioles didn't go out and get this splash acquisition at the deadline. So then, yes, Jack Flaherty has the ability to be a top-end or top tier type of pitcher for your rotation, but could it work out? It could, but it also could be a situation where it doesn't, but why wouldn't you want to take a risk on a guy that has proven that he could, right? Or whatever the reason may be, you hope he gets on track because he can still help this ball club. It's not pretty right now. I get it. The last two starts, but it's more so I think it's magnified from the fan base where you're, where it's very quick because I understand you want to win. You might not like some of his body language. That can be a whole different scenario. But to me personally, I think there's more going on that we truly know. But regardless of that, it kind of leads into, and we're going to talk about with John Means. Mm-hmm. John Means coming back is is can be very helpful. But regardless, you just hope Flaherty can get a little bit of confidence because you're going to need as much starting pitching as you can down this run. And then you can deal with what's going to happen for the postseason. Then I still am holding out faith for Jack. I do think there's something there that we don't know. I would would hope so too. It's you want Jack Flaherty to be at his best in the postseason. It, you know, if they're winning games, it really doesn't matter what he's doing now, but it does. But postseason, you want him to be at the top of his game. One and two, 7.16 ERA in his last seven games, 22 earned, 35 hits. 32 strikeouts. It's not great. Not great, but hopefully it can get better. So, John Means, you just talked about him. We're going to transition to that. It was so cool seeing John Means back in the Orioles dugout, you know, celebrating the Aaron Hicks home run yesterday on Saturday. That was cool to see him beating the dugout when uh when it when the ball, you know, traveled over the wall. Like that's cool. Means through a bullpen session, he's with the team. He's not technically like with the team right now, but he's, he's with the team. So you're, you're waiting for that. Okay. When he's going to appear for the first time, when that notification is going to come up. All right. John means officially back here. He is in uniform. He's expected to pitch today. That's coming soon. It is coming soon while we're talking about means. Cause that's huge, you know, to get him back. It, the expectation was late August, early September, kind of on that timeline right now. I'd say, I'd say September 10th is early September. I would say that I'm not a mathematician. I don't know if that goes into math, but you know, it's what it is. It's, uh, it's a good timeline. It's still in the same timeline that was that, that discussed, you know? So another, another one, Felix Bautista was 
he was having a catch in Anaheim. Hyde talked about it. He said he played catch. We're going to see how he feels. We're just kind of monitoring it day to day. It was kind of a see how he feels, play a little catch today. I don't think we we should be investing emotions into that. It is good because I don't know how many guys, and I don't I don't know if the you know Felix is going to have to get surgery or not. But I don't know many guys that are playing catch or even risking that if they if they do need to do that. So I'd say it is it is a little positive, but you still like have to expect. Felix to be out for the remainder of the season or, or think that's going to happen. And if he does come back, great. But back to Means, because, you know, I just wanted to touch on that as well. But Means, having this guy back for what he brings, I mean, he smi- smiles all around when he's when he's back in the dugout. Like, he was he was smiling from ear to ear. And, and a guy like that, you, you want him in the clubhouse. You want him on your roster. And he brings a winning mentality. He brings a veteran arm, whether it's in the bullpen, whether it's in the rotation. We don't know what the O's are going to do with him or the plans they have for him. I would assume it's going to be in the bullpen. We don't know, but that could very well be the case. So through the bullpen session, maybe his last one until he comes back up. But what does having John Means back in an Orioles uniform mean for this ball club? Unintended. Mean means. Oh, I I think, honestly... it's just really it's it's another not this team any other jolt because they're they're riding and they're hot, but it's just another you add another piece to your already, you know, puzzle. It's it's the Orioles have been a juggernaut, whether people want to say that just because of how well they've played. Now imagine you have one of your your guys who was a former all-star, has the ability to have a lot of success, and as a starting left-handed pitcher. At that, that's something that the Orioles. I know they have Cole Irving, but that is something as far as in the starting rotation that they've been lacking for the whole season, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Means is just the thing that I love about him. He's a great competitor. He knows how to mix his pitches. He's not known as a power pitcher. Yeah, he can get up to more ninety two, ninety four. I don't know if his velo's really back to that yet. But what Means has learned to do is to mix his pitches, be efficient, and that type of understanding how to pitch and pitch in certain scenarios is going to be a big boost to this Orioles staff. And again, we don't know what his role is going to be, but you can't have enough options at this point in the season. I think that is probably the biggest of all the news is that you have another option for this Orioles squad. And I'm just pumped for him because it's been a long road back for him. He's had to be very patient. And I love the fact that he's stayed with the process through the setbacks and now it looks like his time back to Baltimore is here and a cool moment because you're finally playing for John Means. You're going to be involved in some really meaningful games. Meaningful. Me- meaningful? Meaningful? You know? Nah, I think. Meaningfuls? Meaningfuls. No, me- yeah, that's no, not as good. No, that's not bad. Nah, we'll stick to our day jobs. Yeah, I mean, Means, this is a guy that, Threw a no hitter just, I mean, two years ago seems like such a long time, but you know, recently before everything spiraled downwards for him as far as the injury front goes, like that's like John Means back in the rotation, back in the bullpen, wherever they put John Means, the O's, fans, players, everybody will be very happy to have him back. A guy could be joining Means on the O's roster in the, uh, Next year, 2024. Well, hey, they were teammates. They were teammates uh, in in Norfolk during the. Oh no, they haven't been. I'm sorry, that's not yet. That just happened. But yes, they should be teammates soon. I think I know who you're talking about. Before his, I think before his uh, 21st birthday, it's it's very safe to say Jackson Holiday will be. I mean, at this point, he could be up before his 19th birthday. Those could just bring him up for like the end of the year and just say, hey, play a couple of games, but I don't think they'll do that. Jackson Holiday up the ranks again. 19 years old, and now he's playing in Norfolk with the Tides. Got the promotion to AAA, and that is just something that excites everybody in this organization. I'm telling you what, man. Imagine a roster or an infield. You go Gunnar Henderson. You go Jackson Holiday, 
You go Jordan Westberg, you go Ryan Mountcastle or someone else. Ryan Mountcastle is playing some great baseball the second half of the season since his, you know, bout with vertigo being called back up. But like that infield right there, Adley behind the plate, the starting pitching you have, Kyle Bradish is young. It's his second season of professional baseball. And like sky's the limit for him. It's exciting, man. It is exciting. Jackson Holiday being called up the AAA. And, and while it's not, you know, while it's not the big leagues right now, it's he's almost there. He's almost there. He's like right around the corner, man. It's on the cusp, you know, and again, we talked about this and we're not afraid to bring it back up. This was one of our first uh, Sports Unlimited on Sundays. You and I starting to get to know each other. That was a question during spring training. When would we see Jackson Holiday? And uh, pat on the back for us. Good job. It was it was not out of the question. And honestly, what we expected was him to have a really good year and to have a chance to be called up in 2024. And par for the course now, Jackson Holiday is knocking on the doorstep of the big leagues. Now he's gonna I think this is the best thing for him for everyone saying again, there's no reason to rush him up. Let him continue to have his his Fantastic season. And I think I mentioned this to you, Rock, and we might have talked on it a little bit last week. I wouldn't I, I I would be completely happy too if he had some struggles. Not because I want him to actually struggle as a player, but when yeah. things are going so well, which they have, he really has not yeah. had an ounce really of adversity for the season because he has played that stinking well. He has been that good. Yeah. But he is going to have struggles because that's just the reality of baseball. So I'm sure that the Orioles would like to see when that happens, how does he react? Every ball club wants to see how their young stars react to adversity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. Go ahead. Nothing to get no, in no, there. no. It, it's this is <laughs> it's how you handle and bounce back from adversity because he hasn't had to face a ton of adversity in his career. Being the son of a baseball, and I'm not knocking Jackson Holiday by any means. This is being the son of a baseball player and having those expectations put on you. That that is, you know, very high expectations to have to deal with. So he he's had to deal with that. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it adversity. Would you? You've been in a similar situation. No, I, I no. think the yeah, I wouldn't say that the adversity part. Yeah, for me, what this is what I'll say, which has been so impressive with as far as. Having having a family member or family involved in baseball is a blessing and a curse. The blessing is, is that you could have good bloodlines. You you're going to learn the game at a uh, at a really it's it's the very rare percent of people get to have the experience and be around and exposed to things that have, of a family that's been involved with baseball. And I can speak to that. There yeah. there are things that. I can't even describe, and I'm sure that Jackson and his family can say the same thing with his dad, Matt. Then the fact that you're so good, you're the number one overall pick. So now Mm -hmm. you have the expectations of being the top dog in the draft. Plus, you have the pedigree that everyone's going to compare you to things of what your dad's done in his career. And his dad was a phenomenal baseball player, really good baseball player. And that didn't rattle him at all. He didn't have any type of hiccups. He's been incredible. But having said that, even the best in the world are going to have their struggles. And it's best to try to figure that out. Like, I'm, I still think with Gunnar Henderson, and I told you this, even when Jackson comes up, Gunnar's going to have something to say because Gunnar reminds me so much of what my dad accomplished and just their big shortstops that have a lot of power and strong arms and good and not good, great baseball IQ. And so, but Gunner came up there and had his struggles. He's going to win the rookie of the year now. Yeah. The point is that that's where it is. But <laughs> Jackson Holiday, um, it's it's just been really cool. I, I can't tell you how impressed I've been with just how he's handled himself up until this point of his career. Rip, he's played for four teams in the O's minor league organization this season. Delmarva, he hit three ninety six in fourteen games. Aberdeen, when he got promoted, three fourteen in fifty seven games. Bowie, double A, 338 and 36 games. And now he's with Norfolk with the Tides. And he's hitting 136, which is okay, through five games, 22 at bats. 
He'll find his rhythm. He'll find his groove. But adversity, and I'm not saying this is adversity. It's early. It's like five games in. But adversity would be a good thing for Jackson Holiday because we want to see how he bounces back and how he produces. Because Jackson Holiday struggles, that's a good thing. No player in their MLB yeah. career ever goes through their entire career without some struggles. It's better that it happens now in AAA when you're on the cusp. When you get when you get up with it, it's you got the big boys in Bowie, but these are the even bigger boys in in Norfolk. These are the guys that are hungriest. They are on the cusp of a call up. They're on the cusp of getting to the show. Some realizing their dreams for the first time. So to be able to be there, these guys are going to give it everything they have. Not that they don't in Double A or Single A or you know the Florida Complex League, but like this is where I feel like the tide changes. Pun intended for the Norfolk Tides. But Jackson Holiday, he's jumping right in. He's 19 years old. He had to talk his way into a Norfolk hotel room to try to get a room on the right. If, if, I don't know if it was it. I think it was in Norfolk. But yeah, absolutely. Hysterical. Him and his fiance, I saw the interview, had to, he had to talk his way into a hotel room because he's 19 and he's, he's got a baby face. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. But like this, he's still a kid and he's doing big things. And I mean, he's going to continue to do so throughout his career. So next season is going to be a monumental one for the Orioles, regardless of what they do this season. If they win the World Series, if they don't win the World Series, next year is going to be a historic one, an incredible one as well, because baseball's number one pick is going to be out there on the field at some point in time with the O's, barring any setbacks, knock on wood. Yeah, and no doubt about that. And the last thing I'll say with the stuff with players in AAA, when the, the higher you go up, it's the players that have either you got to that level because you refined your game, but also there's a lot of guys that have been in the big leagues that have been up and down. Like I tell people this all the time when we played uh, Durham in 2021, my last year of playing in triple a Durham, which is the Tampa Bay triple a team for the Rays. They were shuffling people left and right up from their bullpen. There were guys in their bullpen rock that was having a better ERA in the big leagues than they were having in AAA in Durham, which they were nasty, by the way, in 21. But but so the, the point is the talent level, it's right there. What keeps you in the big leagues is consistency. The guys in AAA, they know what they're doing. They have skill. It's all right there. It's going to be a great learning curve for Jackson. And, and also, to your point, though, 2024 is going to be a fun year. And I, we're, this, this, was, this is a bonus year that could turn into something the Orioles fans have been looking for for 40 years. That's a championship. But, man, the, the time is now, and 2024 is going to be really exciting when we see Jackson Holiday finally make his way to Baltimore and for Baltimore for good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it, it won't surprise me if if Jackson Holiday is hitting, you know, 300 plus by the end of the year um, before the Tide season ends. Like, I mean, it's and into next year before he gets called up because he's like it's early. It's five games in and it's, you know, not that anyone's going to panic anyway. It's but he's, you know, stats right now looking at it, hitting sub 100. You're like, ah, you know, 136. But like. Five games in, he is going to completely ball out and absolutely kill it. Like you remember Kobe Mayo, how you know, not bad, but how his first couple of uh first couple of games with Norfolk was well, he was like, I think yeah, I want to say struggles. Oh for eleven or, or no, oh for oh for something. He you know, he couldn't hit. And now he's like he's mashing home runs and he's hitting two fifty one with the tide. So it's um, <laughs> yeah, that's another guy. But yeah, that's Holiday is, you know, he's going to be up next year. And this this further seals that deal of this could be a thing where he's up before the All-Star break next season. I don't think the O's bring him up this year. I, I really, truly don't. I don't think they're going to no. with or mess with the chemistry. or No, anything. it's a no. Not Yeah, it, it is a no. It is a no. But next season, you bet your behinds that Jackson Holiday will be in an Orioles uniform. 
I would say before the all-star break, I think we were wrong on Heston Kerstad. So, uh, you know, I, that's, that's my guarantee for next season. And, you know, real hot take there, Rocco. Good job, man. Well, I mean, we, we both are on that and we could talk about that at a different time with Heston. I, I Heston's big league ready. He's good. It's he re- but again, you, the only reason if he wasn't going to be called up was dynamics and he's not on the 40 man roster. And hence the Orioles were like, you know what? We're comfortable with who we have. We're going to stick with it. So yeah, that's, that's it. the choice with it. Yep. That's the reality. And um, also at a different time, we'll sit down and really talk about for five games isn't isn't a isn't a slump. Over no. eleven isn't a slump. Well, I'll tell you about some slumps. I'll tell you about going. You know, we, and that's what I try to tell people. We're actually gonna we'll have story time a different time, Rock, and to explain you cannot ha- you can have not bad days, weeks. You can have bad months, even at the big league level. I'll be glad to throw that in, which kind of leads me into Rip's tips, by the way. It's it's kind of a uh, you know um, I'm transitioning here with it. Rip's tip this week is not everything is permanent. Everything usually is temporary, right? So using that example right there, you might think in the moment that this is the worst thing going on, and especially when you hit, you definitely do. You're like, I hate this. This is brutal. This is terrible. If you look at Major League Baseball players and you go, what's happened to them? People said, well, Hayes was so good in the first half and then he's struggling. He had a bad month. That's baseball. Is it permanent? No. Temporary? Yes. Ryan Mountcastle had his vertigo and having struggles. Even if you look back to last year, he had some months. Was it permanent? No. Temporary? Yes. So the point is when you're going through tough times, how do you navigate it? In baseball, you got to realize the real the, the superstar players the reason why they are so are such great superstars is that they limit their slumps their moments of temporary struggles are less than others but for everyone else out there that is the common goal and in your own life by the way with everyone when everything is going wrong ask yourself that question is this something that really is permanent or just feels so bad right now that it feels that way usually the answer is this is all temporary you're working out and you feel like you're trying to get to that last rep. Rock, I know you love to work out. Is that pain pushing through? Is that permanent? Nope. Unless you do something really wrong, it's temporary, yeah. right? So yep. that's temporary. You're going through a struggle in life and, and we've all had it where things have gone wrong. Life continues to move on. Things are not always set in stone. So remember that temporary is usually how things work. So when things are bad, remember you will get through it just like some of these Oriole players have done. So, and all big league players have so far in their careers. That's yep. my rip tip for the week sponsored by me. Feel free to sponsor it. Sponsor and that's yourself. all I got. You cannot sponsor <laughs> yourself. It's just against the law. We don't do that. I'll sponsor it. I'll, I'll give you like a penny, you know, a segment and by now you'll have 19 pennies, but that's really all you're going to get from me. Perfect. Yeah, you're welcome. Shall we jump yeah. into the final? Should we preview yes. this week? That, that is great, man. I love that. I love that rips tip because that could be applied to everyday life. But yes, let it, let's jump in. Let us jump in so we can enjoy this Sunday full of NFL football and watch the Ravens flock, watch teams, watch footballs back on our screen, eat some wings. Maybe you, not me. I'm going to go work out after this before I go into work. Set the recordings. We're good to go. We're good to go. We're good to go. Yes. This series coming up, and we've been saying it and saying it and saying it again. Biggest series of the year for the Orioles. And, you know, anything we've said in the past about this is the biggest series of the year, it's not. This is the biggest series of the year by far. Four-game swing, four-game series, hopefully not a four-game swing. And if it does, it goes in the O's favor. But four-game series coming up. For the Orioles at Camden Yards against the Tampa Bay Rays, who are currently, as we record this podcast, four games back of the O's for first place in the AL East. And you know what the O's just announced on Twitter? Friday's right. game. Friday's game. Sell out. Sell out. The fans have listened. They know what's at stake. They're packing the yard Friday, and it would not surprise me. I don't know if it's been announced yet, but if Saturday's game is a sellout as well. And that should be what it is. You know what? Make Wednesday and Thursday's games sellouts too while you're at it. Come on, O's fans. Get after it. This is the series. This is why you support your team. First place on the line. And this is like, I mean, if the O's win three or four, even win the series, 
The AL East is a lock. The yeah. AL East is a lock. It's I, this. This is a needed series for the O's. This is a needed series for the Rays because right now, if the Rays won four, if the Rays swept, they're tied for first. O's fans don't want that. <laughs> in, in my opinion, Rock, the Orioles just don't get swept. Something that hasn't happened all season. They're going to win the American League East. That that's Sorry. truly how I feel. Because if you look at it this way, if the Orioles split the series, they don't lose any ground. So whatever they are going into the series, you hope it's four or better. That means they are going to leave Tampa Bay or leave that series um, with four up four, right? Yeah. You lose three or four, that's a two-game swing. You're still up in that case. The big thing is not getting swept, but the Orioles, that's been their M.O., Win series and don't get swept. Actually, that's my motto. Get yeah, the shirts. Print them. Print them. But but again, O's fans, first off, come see me at Pickles, six to seven, a pregame show, Monday through Friday. Come on out, have a good time, and then go to the game. These are the moments you got everyone's been waiting for, right? Like yeah. you wanted you wanted high tense moments back in Camden Yards. Well, guess what? This is it. This is it right here. You want your first taste of what playoff baseball could look like down the stretch? This Tampa Bay Rays series is going to highlight, and it's also a team that might have to come through Baltimore again. So the Orioles win this division, it very well mean that these rival Tampa Bay Rays could be coming back to Baltimore to play the Orioles in the playoffs. So a lot of things to factor in. Don't let them get comfortable here, everyone. It's going to be a fun series. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Back that place out. And sorry, said so Wednesday, Thursday, it's my mental clock's off. I was just off for a week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Pack it out every day. Pack it out every day. Be there. Pack it. And, oh, shameless plug here. Thursday night game against the Rays. You could watch it on Fox 45. I think we'll be on right after. We'll be talking, uh, we'll be talking Orioles after that game. But that game will air on our channel. Jack Flaherty. Projected starter quickly, quickly before we go. Are you happy that Flaherty is not starting against the cards, his former team? I wanted him to start versus the cards. I was just thinking that. I'm kind of, oh, uh, yeah. yeah I, I think, I think, I don't know. I would have rather seen him start against the cards, start. I, the oh, no, the only reason I want him to start against the cards because it's his former team. And always, it, it always is something when you face your former team, it usually. Guys want to remind you of, even though it, it was a That's part of the right. business, they want to say, hey, look, you let me go. Yeah. You know, I'm That's doing true. this. Put it to you. That was the only reason for me. But Flaherty pitching against the Rays, honestly, and I'm going to be right. this guy, this is a great opportunity. Fair. Hey, people, he, he got, his back's against his wall. Show up. Yep. Ball out. Show up and show out. You have nothing to lose right now. Except the game in the series. But no, no pressure. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, ha, 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 just no, kidding. No, but no. No. For, for for him, it's let the emotions out, put it all on the line. You really have nothing to lose. Your ERA's gone down. You haven't won a start since you since you made your first start with the team. So go out there, Jack, give it your all, and show Baltimore. Give give Baltimore a reason to give you a standing ovation when you leave the mound. And that's what it's like when Trey Turner was slumping with the Phillies. The fans gave him a standing ovation when he got it to the plate, and he's turned it around since. I don't know if that's what Jack Flaherty needs. I know fans are frustrated with him right now, but support the guy until you can't support him anymore. And if he gives up seven runs against the Rays, okay, the boos are going to come out. It's inevitable. But Jack Flaherty deserves the support. Give him your support in this game and make him feel welcomed at home, especially at Camden Yards. Show him what a sellout playoff baseball atmosphere is really like, and the juices will get flowing for Flaherty for the O's, for the team, and they're, they're definitely going to need it. It's it's a big, 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 big series coming up. Huge, huge series. Um, I guess, uh, everyone, that, that I think we'll wrap it at that. You know, Rock and I thought initially, hey, this will be a shorter episode. What else are we really going to talk about? It's the same thing. The O's keep winning, and here we are approaching the hour mark. But, you know, it's we just get going, and, and I, again, we, we joke around, and and we do like each other 22% of the time now. Like it's going up slightly, but um, we're having fun. Uh, this is something, guys, we're, we're excited. Should be a fun finish of the season. 
Um, Brock, you got anything else before we sign on out of here? Not at all, man. All right. You want me to plug? Apple? Oh, I was going to plug. I was going to plug. Oh, I was gonna go plug. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you got your coffee. What number is that for you, buddy? Six, seven, one, this two. This is water. This is water. Maybe you should mix one in with your attitude. First, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're a funny guy. Apple, Spotify, <laughs> iHeartRadio, Amazon, Hulu. No, I'm just kidding. Hulu. No. <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> no. Maybe. But, uh, but yeah. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, YouTube, really wherever you get your podcasts. You can find Ryan. He's on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan Ripkin. I'm on Twitter at Rocco DeSangro on Instagram at rdesangro. Share your thoughts. Tweet us your, well, it's not called Twitter anymore, but you know what we mean. Share your thoughts. Send on us there. a message. Instagram. Send us Send a message. Like, subscribe, review the podcast. Really let us know what you think. We've got a few more ratings and we appreciate you guys out there that are listening and sharing your thoughts with us. Like we said, there don't have to be five-star ratings. We're not begging for likes right here, but, you know, they do help. So. Not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, who, who doesn't like some likes? But anyway, the, the biggest thing is for us, we just, if you guys want us to talk about certain things or you don't like what's going on, just tell us. We're all about it, and we appreciate the support. We again, we want this to be—we're having fun here, but we want this to be something you guys enjoy. And that's our motto, right? And we're having fun. The birds are flying, good times all around. Um, and that's all I got, Rock. You know, I'm going to see you in a little bit. Hectic day. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe get your act together, and hopefully the Orioles are leaving Boston with a sweep. Uh, but that does it for us, Rock. I'm going to sign off here. So guess what? that guys thank you again for tuning in and we will see you next week for another episode of rip and rock one two three four those are numbers but you already knew that if you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car use kelly blue book my wallet on auto trader they're really good at numbers auto trader